Okay, so I'm continuing on from episode 21. I did that very intentionally, and the reason I did that intentionally was because on last Friday, I uploaded four episodes. Each of them were about a half an hour long, so four by 30 minutes is two hours. So I had two hours worth of material that I recorded last Friday and uploaded as four episodes. If I had set a fucking timer or just kept a closer eye on the time, I could have had that exact same amount of work, that exact same amount of content, two hours, but I would have had eight episodes. Okay, so I have to be a little, I have to box a little bit clever, I think, in relation to just how I do fucking everything, basically. Because again, at the end of the day, I might have started this three years ago, but I mean, I'm only getting fucking going. Like, do you know what I mean? But anyway, I digress. As always. So. Yes, your man Mike Sheridan, out of his 8.5 million views, 5.3 million of those views are just on one couple of minute clip of an hour and 10, com- hour and ten minute conversation he had with Peterson called Jordan Peterson on the worst thing about Donald Trump, which just goes to show what I need to do now is I need to fucking take a back seat and mine the 108 solos that I've done and the 31 conversations that I've done and mine them for two or three minute clips. So what I'm going to ask you cunts to do, if you fucking don't mind, it'd be class if you could do this. Even just moving forward, if you hear something that I say or that a guest says, or if you hear any anything that I upload and you think that there's a 30 second piece of it or maybe a five minute piece of it that's really worth its own episode in its own right, Fucking let me know. That would be savage. Because I do intend to go back over a lot of my stuff and to basically mine it for those little clips. But, I mean, Jesus, if somebody can say, do you know what, Frano, episode 26 with Tommy O'Hoolahan at minute 40, there's five minutes there that I've listened to a couple of times because I fucking love them and I think they're class and that would make a great clip. That kind of shit, man, will go a fucking long, long way. I've been asking for support on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash off the lead. If you have the money, throw me a few quid if you're enjoying the content and you're getting something out of it and you're regularly listening. That'd be fucking deadly. If you can't afford afford it, you can't afford it. Don't be fucking feeling bad, okay? If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. It's as simple as that. But if you can afford it, throw us a few quid to be sound. Thank you kindly. And if you can't afford it, but you really want to fucking give me a dig out then find me a fucking, mine my content for something that I could use as a clip that I can put a somewhat clickbaity title to to draw in more views because if I can draw in, you know, 5,000 views on a clip, a certain percentage of those people are going to fucking go, Jesus, that was decent, I enjoyed that, I wonder what else he has. And all of a sudden they realise you've 108 solos and 31 conversations and about fucking 200 hours of content out there. But anyway... Now I'm left in the fucking awkward position of being three minutes into a podcast and having finished my point that took me 17 minutes in the previous episode and three minutes in this episode to do. So what do I do now? Fuck knows. Think of me feet. That's what I'm going to have to do. Clickbait. That's what I need to talk about. For my own fucking... That's what I'm doing. I'm going to find the clickbait room in my head and see if I can tidy it up a small bit, okay? So, what clickbait is, and I have it here loaded up, at least I thought I did. Fuck! Yes, here we go. So, clickbait. Clickbait is a text or a thumbnail link that is designed to attract attention and to entice users to follow that link and read, view, or listen to the linked piece of online content with a defining characteristic of being deceptive, typically sensationalized or misleading. 
Okay, that's basically the definition of clickbait. Now, to me, although now this is going to run contrary to the end of this, and the end the end of what I just read there, I'll read it again, is with a defining characteristic of being deceptive, typically sensationalized or misleading. Okay. I don't know what the word for clickbait that isn't deceptive, sensationalized or misleading. If there is and you know it, fucking let me know. I'm off the lead at gmail.com. But what I want to do is I don't want to be sensationalized, misleading or deceptive. Maybe a little bit sensationalized, but not deceptive or misleading. That runs contrary to the ethos of what it is that I'm trying to fucking do here in the first place. So my episodes are titled, as you're well aware, Solo Season 3, Episode 22, I think this is one. Okay, Now, people who are on the internet looking for something to listen. Let's say they're in the market for a new podcast. They're not randomly Googling season three, episode 22. Okay, so they're never going to fucking find me, ever. Okay, I will die of starvation if all my ti- if all the titles of whatever I put up online is episode two or season three or fucking something like that. Okay, that's not what people search. And that's where the clips come in. Okay, now your man Mike Sheridan off the delve he ended up talking about depression and he ended up talking about Donald Trump and happened to mention he happened to mention what the worst thing about Donald Trump was. Now, you can see how somebody would click on a super famous person, a picture of them and a title of what Jordan Peterson or, you know, insert famous person here, what certain famous person thinks is the worst thing about Donald Trump. You can kind of see why you'd click into that. And that's that's the... That's the essence of clickbait. It makes you click into it. Because an example of clickbait would be you'll never guess what food will make your dick bigger. Okay, or something fucking stupid like that, okay? Or you'll never you'll never guess what food will give you a six pack. Okay? What it's doing there is it's telling you that if you click on this link, you'll find out what food it is that makes your dick bigger or gives you a six-pack or whatever it is that they're trying to sell you. But if they said, by eating more broccoli, you'll have a bigger dick, or by eating potato fries baked in sunflower oil, it'll give you a six-pack, if that's what they said, you wouldn't need to click into the link. You've gotten the information, you've gleaned everything that you needed to know from the link. Therefore, there's no utility in having to click into it. So clickbait will always leave you wanting more. That's its purpose, okay? Because somebody seeing one of my episodes on their screen, that's one thing. Another thing is them clicking on it because clicks equal eyeballs, eyeballs equals equals revenue, and that's how you move the whole thing along by driving views and therefore revenue. So what I want to do is essentially do what Mike Sheridan and anybody else who's successful online does and that's make what you might call kind of legitimate clickbait now maybe there's maybe there's an existing term maybe I don't need to invent the term what the fuck did I just say legitimate clickbait maybe I don't need to invent that term legitimate clickbait maybe there's an actual another term for clickbait that isn't misleading or deceptive or whatever else okay but that's what I want to do and that's what I need to do in order to drive traffic to the Off The Lead YouTube page and drive this whole thing along. And again, just to be clear, 99% of my 
listenership is in podcast land, but it's split across 101 different platforms. I upload this to God knows how many different platforms. Now, to be fair, I upload it to one and I've it set up that from there it just gets dispersed out to fucking 20 different other ones. So it's not a load of work uploading them to multiple places. I just upload them to one and the rest of it takes care of itself. But the downside of having your views split amongst different places. So to keep things simple, let's say if I have a thousand downloads a month on Stitcher, another thousand downloads a month on Acast, another thousand on iTunes and another thousand on Podbay and FM Player or whatever, okay? That's five different platforms all getting a thousand downloads a month. Now, if you're getting a thousand downloads a month, no one cares. The numbers aren't big enough. But if you had 5,000 downloads a month on one of them, that would be something to pay attention to. That would be something that was about to basically grow. That's something that could, you, that's a position that you could scale from. Okay? It's not, you know, everything, but it's certainly not nothing. And the idea of doing, the idea of concentrating all my efforts on YouTube is to try and get everything into the one place, basically, and blow up the numbers. Now, the other big advantage is what I do isn't just audio. It has been overwhelmingly audio, almost in its entirety. But I do want to get into the video production and things. And part of the reason of building the mobile studio was that I would be able to record the video of me having chats with people. Okay, that's that's where this is going, okay? As well as uploading the video of me skinning the pine martin and, you know, raising the pig and shooting the pig and all the rest of it. And I obviously can't do video on, you know, podcast apps, all right? Not yet, at least, but Spotify, I think, are changing the game up there a little. Maybe most people would know this, maybe they don't, but Joe Rogan, who is, you know, the podfather globally, I mentioned, I think, in the last episode that Blind Boy is Mr. Podcast in Ireland, but Joe Rogan is Mr. Podcast globally. He was on YouTube from day dot and made savage money out of YouTube, but has since sold the rights to his show to be on Spotify exclusively for the pricey sum of 100 million quid. Not too shabby. So it just goes to show how the market is changing. New players are getting... uh, interested and involved the money starting to creep in and it's just a, it's an it's an industry that's been blowing up under the radar somewhat under the radar for the last number of years but you see you've got the likes of fucking cunts like me building mobile studios now i know people like me are ten a penny in in relation to building stuff like this but you've got guys on every square inch of the planet who are at different things because this is an emerging technology okay this is something new this is something different the idea that somebody like me could just get my thoughts out of my head and into a microphone and then upload them to the internet whereby everybody in the world with an internet connection can just log in and listen whenever the fuck they please I mean that's new okay it's not that new it's probably been around a couple of years but when the printing press was invented it transformed the world but it didn't do that overnight okay it took probably years for that to actually catch on decades probably for it really to catch on and probably a century before it was the norm now with the advent of the internet everything just gets fucking jet fuel poured on it okay everything just gets accelerated so if something works like podcasting boom you know within fucking five or ten years from now 
And what am I saying? I was about saying within five or ten years from now, podcasts will rival mainstream media. Podcasts have already done that, okay? Joe Rogan gets numbers that would fucking make any news station in the world fucking roll around laughing in money, basically, okay? And he was just the start of it, basically. He's the, what is he? He's the fucking Christopher Columbus. He landed in America and made a fucking billion euro out of it and fair play to him. But there's a hundred million other cunts following in his footsteps and I'm one of them. Now, mining my content and cutting it up into clips and uploading those with clickbait, e titles and thumbnails and all the rest of it, that's certainly the way, f- it's it's a way forward. It's not the way forward, okay? Like most things, there's half a dozen different things that you have to do in order to, to build anything. I mean, when I was building my own business, just to speak of something that I've experienced of, like, yes, you have to grow the stuff. That's fair enough. But you have to store it between when it's ready and when it's ready for delivery. You have to... What do you have to do? <laughs> you have to store it. You have to grow it. You have to sell it. You have to fucking distribute it. Like, you have to drive it here and there. You have to deal with returns. You have to deal with fucking accounts. There's there's 101 different things that you have to do, and this is no different. So, mining my content for clips that I can pr- therefore promote, that's only one avenue. Another avenue is to do basically what I have been doing, which is just pumping out content, Okay. The next thing that will work is if I actually get the time to sit down and do an hour on a given subject. So I think I did um, it was a 15, 20, 20 minute episode on imposter syndrome, but I'd, lo- I'd love to do a half hour kind of documentary-esque thing whereby the whole thing was scripted and it would be a real, it would be a definitive piece of work. It wouldn't be just me you know, fucking clearing my mind or talking freely like is like is the norm. That's another way of just pushing the whole thing along and revving it up, getting kind of professional level quality content out there. Another thing then is a big guest. So let's say if you're fucking happy, if you happen to be best friends with Donald Trump and Donald Trump comes off the lead, you know, that would raise my profile massively. And if I got a big name on, then maybe another big name would come on because when I'm contacting people, and I haven't done this yet, I've only contacted people that I know, but when I really start reaching out and contacting people out of the blue, it would be great to say, oh, I had X personality on, and this personality on, and that personality on. And it just, it kind of raises your profile. Because if you've had two or three big names on, you're not just some dude with a podcast. Now, I'd like to think I'm not just some dude with a podcast. I'd like to think that the novelty factor of what I've built in the mobile covid safe studio i'm hoping that will prick people's attention enough to go fuck this lads this lad could be onto something that, that this sounds this sounds different this sounds new i'd like to get involved with this because i think a lot of people especially during lockdown are just bored you know the odd time they do get talking to someone it's like you know so any crack with you and it's like no flatline just beep any crack with you uh no so how the fuck would you have any crack do you want to kind of way i was doing a shopping there uh last week and I was picking up something, uh, fire lighters, and I get them out of the cash and carry on the cheap through the business. And I have a mate of mine who I do buy them for. And I rang him randomly last Tuesday, I think it was. And I was like, well, lad, are you around? And he just laughed. 
he just laughed down the fucking phone. He's like, what do you mean am I around? Where the fuck would I be? The poor cunt's been cl- climbing the walls for the last God knows how many weeks like the rest of us. So I'd like to think that there's an element of just getting out of the four walls of your own house to meet some lunatic in a van. Hopefully that'll be enough to entice people to actually come on in the first place. And I made it. I hit the fucking 15 minutes and I'm fucking delighted with myself. Lads, I'll chat to you soon.